I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thanks for tuning in again this week to Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. This is where I like to talk with amazing entrepreneurs and business owners who are making a difference in the world by creating not just a transaction or a way for you to work with them, but a real client experience. And today I have Ben Jones with me, who's coming to us from the land down under in Australia. We're going to have a pretty cool chat about owning multiple businesses, digital marketing, and all of that. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Alison. Hopefully we can provide heaps of value to listeners today and get them all walking away with something cool to implement in their business. Outstanding. So, okay. So before we kick off, I would love for you just to introduce yourself because I know you and I were chatting before we got we came online. I know you've got your hands in lots of things and I just think that that's a really cool story. Oh, cool. Thank you very much. So look, uh, my name is Ben, obviously. Uh, I ran, uh, when I first came to this podcast, Alison, we were talking about YouTube advertising and obviously I, I help people grow their businesses and scale with YouTube ads. At the moment, you know, we've generated millions of dollars in sales pretty much across every industry you could probably imagine um, and helped a lot of businesses grow and scale with YouTube ads. Um, and I'll give you a backstory to that um, a little bit later. The other thing I do is we, my wife and I run a business called Youth in Business. We've been able to help kids um, all over the world start successful businesses. Most of the kids we work with make sales in the first couple of days, definitely within the first week and do over $1,000 in that first month. We've had kids buy houses before they're 18, be in every type of media, and uh, we even had one of our kids write a book like How I Made More Money Than My Principal. So that's been really rewarding. Uh, I think if we can teach more kids how to become entrepreneurial, we can literally change the future. So super passionate about that one. Um, and I also I also work in mining in Australia as well. So we, we've we got in, into getting acquiring ground um, that you can use for mining. And we've started doing mining and buying and selling mining leases. So between all of those different things, um, that's how I like to spend my time. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, it just sounds like you've got a few things going on, right? Um, cool, yeah. So, so before we get into like the nuts and bolts of of what you do, and there are a couple different ways I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to approach that with you. I'm wondering if you could speak into this multi-tiered entrepreneur mindset, because obviously with the multiple businesses that you own, you obviously see that there's a problem that you know that you can solve and you can help with, right? And that you can make money doing it. But I think that a lot of people, especially now in 2023, obviously because the pandemic's played such a huge role, there are a lot of people that are reworking their business model to where they're actually doing multiple things. And I'm wondering if you could speak to that mindset a little bit. Yeah, sure. 100%. So like, look, running multiple things is is not for everyone. And you probably should do one thing. One thing I've learned is I have to get one thing right before I start the next thing. Okay. Really because good otherwise. Tip. Otherwise, you can end up doing lots of things not well, okay? So do one thing well when you've got that going. Make sure you've got that going well and develop a team so you can remove yourself to a certain extent and then you can start the next thing. And probably early on in my entrepreneurial journey, I was just doing a million different things at once. Like I think you said earlier, Alison, running around with the hair on fire. Yeah. Just not 
just not executing anything well. And I'll be the first person to admit that that was definitely me. I think as entrepreneurs, we get bored. You know, half of us have ADD and we just want to get <laughs> to the next thing. You know, like we've got, we've got that working now. That's boring. Let's go climb the next hill that doesn't need climbing, right? And um, and that was a hard lesson for me to learn. It probably took me a good five years to figure that out. And um, what really works for me is finding either really smart partners that you can work with or um, having having a really good team to pick up the pieces behind, um, you know, like that type of entrepreneur that can help put all the bits together. So yeah, yeah that, that works really well. Yeah. So basically just to summarize, what I heard you say is focus in on one thing. And when you feel like you've really got a handle on that and you've got a flow going, then maybe think about something that complements that, right? It's kind of like one of the things that I teach is having multiple ways for people to work with you. Yeah, exactly. That works really well. So I think multiple ways. I think the other thing is like do something that you are interested in or if it is complimentary, that's great. Like what's the next thing people can buy or whatever. Um, I think for me, like I've, I've actually done lots of different things. And talking about the pandemic, I actually had a business with some partners of ours teaching other coaches how to sell from stage and running events and things like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we were speaking in Australia and the US and a whole bunch of different places and then what happened was when COVID came, basically that whole business got shut down because right. people just couldn't run events anymore. Um, you know, that was that was quite a successful business we've been building over a couple of years. And a lot of the lead gen for the things we were doing was happening that way. I lost like well over a million dollars in COVID yeah. okay, doing that. And I think a lot of us, and I think you're saying you're in the fitness industry, um, it's all about like how do we how do we take what's happened to us and put it into a positive way and move forward with the with what's happened, right? Right, right. Um, so, so for us, like, obviously, we were help, we were like right into YouTube, and the way we were delivering it was by events, and then we moved into more of an online mode, which was great. And it was actually, while it sucked at the time, it was it was great looking back on it now because it just opened the doors to other opportunities and yeah. business model shifts and, and all of that. And that's actually where the mining thing came from because that other business left and went by the wayside. Um, I had to actually sit there and go, well, what else am I interested in? I couldn't travel anywhere in West Australia. They locked us down. And I got into like in my spare time when I go away, I, the hobby that I got into was going detecting and finding gold, right? And I was like, man, that's really fun. It's like fishing for money, like fishing for money, right? I was like, this is really cool. And then uh, next thing I know, I start talking to a few people. I start doing business in that space because I'm interested in it. And next thing I know, I've got a whole business in that space doing that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's it's one of those things like if it's interesting and you can wake up every day doing it, then it's not actually work, right? So yeah, totally. You can, just, mm-hmm. you can actually just use the business skills that you've learned in your previous things to build something new or whatever it might be. I think this comes back to that whole entrepreneurial, like in youth and business, we teach our kids like you need to learn the entrepreneurial skill set or the skill set of an entrepreneur. Now, for example, if you know like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, you know like. Alex Homer is like, pick the biggest, baddest entrepreneurs that you know. If they lost everything tomorrow, how long would it be before they're a millionaire? And like you might think, oh, yeah, maybe a week, maybe a day, whatever it is, right? The, the reason for that is you can't take the knowledge of being an entrepreneur, right? That's yeah. what we take with us no matter yeah, what. Yeah, right, right. So, so if you've got that skill set like, and you know how to use it, like you could lose everything tomorrow and you're going to come back Absolutely. to whatever, yeah. whatever skills you've earned or earned or learned, right? Right. So, um, so yeah, so for me, like I think that's that's a really good blessing. Um, but, yeah, I will come back to the the make sure that you, you line it up with 
you know, um, don't start the next thing till you've got the, yeah. the first thing off the ground, right? Yeah, but so. I love, I kind of, I, I love listening to your thought process there because I think this brings up another interesting point that we can just briefly touch on before we move on. And that is, you're really speaking on the mindset of being an innovator, which is a lot of what I teach my entrepreneurs. And that is, is that, you know, you, you're, for example, like what you were talking about with the mining, you got interested in it. You started talking to people who were also in it. You started asking questions. You got curious. You kind of figured out a niche that wasn't already being offered. I mean, that's what innovators do. They kind of stay on the cutting edge of what it is that they're excited about and what they think people want. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's, that's the thing. Like there's so many ways of just spending your life doing stuff you don't enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you might as well figure Life is out way too things. short for that. Ah, oh, yeah. You might as well go, hey, look, this is interesting. And, and even if you don't, you're not a millionaire even or, you know, it might take a while. Like be willing to put in the work. Like yeah. I think that's that's another thing. Like you might be an innovator and you might see the opportunity or whatever, but if you don't put in the work, it, you're not going to get anywhere, right? So yeah. um, if you are interested in it, you know, be if, particularly if it's like a new thing that you're just starting, like I don't care whether it's YouTube ads or like entrepreneurship or in general or whatever, like figure out what you need to do to get there and like be patient with it. It may take a year or two before it really, it really takes off. Right. But yeah. Yeah. You know, well, and just be willing to ask the questions and just stay open because as soon as you, you start telling yourself it's not going to work, it probably won't work. Right. So you have to kind of keep yourself open to what could work, what could work here. (laughs) What, what do people want? What's not being offered and what could work. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, you're not going to fail if you if you don't quit, right? So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's kind of go on to the next topic that I wanted to ask you about, and that is this balancing multiple businesses. Because what I hear a lot from business owners, especially now, is I think people are very concerned about being tied to one thing. And I think, especially if you're in business, even if you're not a business owner, if you just run a business or you're in a management role or whatever. I think there's a a lot of concern about security long-term. And so having multiple ways to work with people, whether that's multiple things within one business or owning multiple businesses, right? You know, gives you multiple ways, not just to make money, but to help more people. But alongside of that, kind of on the back end of that is this need to kind of balance things so that you don't get lost in all of it. And I would love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, look, I think that's something that's um, that's learned by making a lot of mistakes, right? So, so for example, like that is something I did not do well for a long time. So, uh, probably where it did get good uh, or get better, I should say, is when I really learned to leverage a team, and uh, and, and that's when you can leverage, like, because you've only got so many hours in a day, right? right. And right, uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but like speed in business and entrepreneurship is is king like if if you're an innovator like i use the word innovator right? like if you're an innovative person and you've got a great idea or a great product or a great service you could get to market um the difference between like a an entrepreneur who hasn't got a good uh, founding behind them and one that does is is how long that takes so for example if you pick i don't know elon musk has an idea how long do you think it's going to go from his brain to actually becoming a thing yeah really really quick okay because he has He'll just go, hey, team, put this idea together. And he's already got the people and the players and whatever to, to make that right, work. Right, right. And I think as entrepreneurs, we we forget that. Like we're like, I can just do everything because I'm like superhuman. And 
while we all might be very high functioning, you just burn yourself out. So for us, that was really key. So I think we've got somewhere between, I don't know, 14 to 16 people with us that that work at the moment. And it, it, what that allows me to do, and, and oh man, an operations manager was the best thing I ever hired. Okay. Because what you can do is you, and, and have them across all your different businesses. So you can be like, Hey man, I need this and this and this and this to happen. And then, you know, that person can then delegate the team or this team or that team or whatever to make that work. And for me, that, that was life changing because yeah. I know that I can, I can literally go from idea to implemented within the end of the week and I haven't yeah. had to do anything. Right. Yeah. So, um, obviously you have to pay your employees and all the rest of it. Right. But that that's the difference. And if I had, a, if I went back into the past to tell myself, like, how do I manage multiple things? You need to have a good team and hiring people sucks. Right. And the whole yeah, journey of, totally. of it can be just the, something that you're like, it can really like keep you from like taking your business to the next level. Yeah. But if you don't hire people, you can never grow. Yeah. You, you, you will literally be the bottleneck of, of your whole exist of your whole business existence and just, wishing that certain things were happening and the other thing is understand that people are smarter than you yeah you know like they can do things better than you can believe it or not you don't have to do everything and like they were all lessons that were very hard won if that makes sense so if you want to do multiple things you are going to need a team yeah so well and you have to recognize i think to your point what what you do really well and what you don't and you want to bring people on that really complement. Like right now, my OBM is like my right hand. I mean, she knows more about what goes on behind the scenes than I do, really. And yeah. there's no way I wouldn't want to spend my time learning how to do all that because my time is better spent doing other stuff. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think, you know, this is where, um, yeah, you're 100. I, I can't even agree with you more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this that's really where it's at. It's it's basically being able to leverage other people's time mm-hmm. to get things done the way you want to get them done. Yeah. And that's not going to happen overnight. Like you might start, like if you just, you, may, you know, I think you're talking about the type of entrepreneurs that you work with, you might start with something as simple as a VA, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. uh, you can get a VA to read your emails, do all your admin stuff, get all that stuff sorted. Maybe look, if you're a small to medium business owner, get yourself a bookkeeper who's managing all the books that talks to your accountant. And at the end of the month, you just get the profit and loss reports and all the rest of it. Okay. Yeah. Like what are, what are the bottlenecks? Like what are the things that are like taking all of your time mm-hmm. and how do you get somebody else to do that? So you can yeah. focus on income generating things. Yeah. Right. And, and that's really the trick. Like find somebody to do the stuff that's holding you back. But when you replace that, make sure that you spend your time on income generating things, right? Yeah, and, and not just being busy, being busy, right? Yeah, I do think example. that if you get used to doing your business one way, you know, and then you're you're operating in a number of different ways now, especially since the pandemic, if you're used to seeing people in person or online and you're trying to add things in other areas, you definitely need people to help you. But you need to recognize that you're not going to get to where you want to go until you like change how you're doing things. Yeah, and exactly. And I think the other thing too is making sure that, um, you know, once once you get to about three or four people, um, you don't, it becomes a full-time thing just managing those, yeah. those four people, right, four or five people. And then at that point, you really want to look at how do I find someone who can do some of the things that I do and also manage the people. So, for example, like I run like three different businesses that are all, that all do pretty well. Um 
And in terms of managing all the like 15, 14 to 16 staff, or however many it is that we have now, um, I literally have a like a 20 to 30 minute call with my operations manager once a day. That's it. Yeah. So, and I can get all the different things done. Um, and you become more of a like, I don't know if it's a business, but you become more like running the business instead of being in the business. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's a big thing. Like when you skin, when you get to the point of how I want to run this business instead of being in the business, it's a whole, it's a whole nother thing. And that's when you can do multiple stuff. Absolutely. I could not agree more. I know for years, for years, to your point, I was the one doing most everything. Then when I added digital, you know, because I was in person, as many people were in my industry for a long time. Then when I added digital, it was like, oh, my gosh, I need a lot of help to do this because you don't know what you don't know. No, exactly. And, um, yeah, it, it just makes the biggest difference, and especially with something like going digital and having scale. And oh, there's just so many cool things about about digital. So. Yeah, because you can think that you're moving yourself forward, but you're really not. You're really kind of treading water. And just because you're getting things done doesn't mean you're moving your business forward. Yeah, I mean, I was like really like stressed out at one point. And, um, you know, we all go through ups and downs in business. And and I'm going to be the first person to be like, hey, look, it's not like it all sounds really romantic and whatever, but like all of the lessons in business are usually hard won by like failure or defeat or drama or whatever. And you have to overcome that and figure it out. And I was feeling really like, like just like over it. And I was talking to a business friend of mine oh, probably a couple of years ago now. And I was like, look, I'm doing all these things. I'm super busy. I'm just not getting where I want to be. Blah, 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 blah. I had this drama with this thing. And he's like, look, and he's a really cool dude. He's like, look, Ben, he goes, you can be busy. And, you know, how do you put it? Sorry. He was like, you can't be busy and broke. Yeah. Or you're doing the, or you're doing the wrong things. Yeah. It's like, are you running a business or did you just buy yourself a job? Yeah, he's like, you can't, and I think that's the how he put it. He's like, you can't be, you can't be busy and broke. He's like, if you're having problems with all these business and they're not bringing in the cash flow or the things that you want, you're literally spending your time doing the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And that was a massive eye opener for me. He's like, seriously, he's like, you've hired all these people. That's great. But when you hired all of them, did you start doing income generating stuff instead? Or did you yeah. just hire all of those people and then decide to do nothing? You know, yeah. like you, you yeah. need to. You literally need to, if you get, you can't be busy and broke. So if you, if you're busy and flat out right now, you're literally just not spending your time. Yeah. Well. I love, I love that you said that. Cause I just feel like people need to hear that over and over again. So the more people I can talk to that, that speak to that, I think the better. So, and so I've created a brand new visionary retreat leaders checklist. This is pure gold folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the can work with me icon, work with me, which is on the left-hand side. If you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear and you can just put your email address in and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. 
Um, so let's let's talk for a little bit about how you create experiences in your business. And I don't know which business we want to talk about. If we want to talk about and with the age of digital, I think speaking about the way that you help people with YouTube ads is really fascinating to me. I also would like to hear you talk about how you work with kids and teaching them how to make money. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I could talk about all of that stuff. In terms of experiences, is it like client experiences that we're talking about there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So usually like in, like they say, a coaching space, like if you're in the coaching space in basically people don't actually pay you for the coaching, right? They don't yeah. pay you for your advice. I mean, what they're paying you for is an outcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's take YouTube, for example. People don't say, if I say, hey, this is how you run a YouTube campaign, that doesn't actually solve their problem. Right. What they need is how does this YouTube campaign bring me more sales or leads? Mm-hmm. Like they, they want to buy the outcome of the thing. You know, like you don't go to a gym to work out. You go to a gym to lose weight or look fantastic. That's the outcome. Right, or to get fit, thing. right. To get fit, right. right? Like people people are buying the outcome. So how do you create really cool experiences for your clients is give them the outcome that they want really quickly, okay? Mm-hmm. And people will pay for that. So, for example, in youth in business, um, when we're working with kids, we want kids are from the instant gratification generation, right? Yes. They are not they are not patient humans. Right? Yes, agree. I know this because I have four kids from fifteen to five, and yeah, they are not waiting around for stuff. So if you're yeah. going to be dealing with them and you're going to be talking about business and getting them to start a business, they have to make money straight away. You know, they're not if you, they're not going down the college or the university route of hey, maybe you'll be profitable in the first year and write yourself a fifty page business plan and all of that stuff like it's just not going to work right so we have a model with them which is basically sell it before you build it make the sales first get the money in figure it out or fly the plane while you build it right yeah and and that concept like that's such a i could talk about that concept at length for like an hour but getting the sales in first for them is is really key because when they're a young person, the experience is, wow, I finally have my own money. I'm not reliant on mum and dad. I can, you know, go out and do the things and achieve right. the things that I want to do. And it wasn't actually as hard as I thought. So we have a whole system where we teach them how to sell it before you build it. And those kids can make sales within the first day or two, definitely within the first week. And most of the kids will do $1,000 in their first month, right? Yeah. Which is really, really cool, right? Yeah. Now, now what's happened there? Like we've given them a system to be able to get an outcome and have an experience, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So the the cool thing there is like that you want to think about like as if you're selling some sort of coaching or result, how is the experience? What's the number one experience they want to get? What's the shortest amount of time you can do that? Yeah. Now if we come over, we come over and have a look at the YouTube side of life. What we do there is we have a whole system of how you do a hundred k in a hundred days with YouTube ads. Interesting. Okay. So we'll say, hey, look. Here's, here's the system and how it all works and whatever. Here's the exact numbers and plan that you need to do to make 100K in sales in your first 100 day with YouTube ads. And for most people, like that's what they want. They're like, well, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I want to learn how to do YouTube ads. But man, if I could make 100K in 100 days, that'll really change my business, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then we have a whole bunch of people that we've helped do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but the, the focus needs to be on how do we get this person the outcome that they really want? Um, mm-hmm. and you know, how do we create an, an, an easy experience or the best experience on their way to get that? If that makes yeah. sense. So, do you find yeah. that, you know, is there, have you, and I'm sure every client's a little different, like let's take the YouTube ads, for example, because I know you probably work with 
big decision makers and some of the bigger companies for some of these campaigns that you run. But I'm just wondering if you have any opinions on what you think is the good mix of things to offer. I mean, I hear you about getting the outcome, but I would imagine that people want either face-to-face time with you or with the team member that you assign to their account or something and feel like, so they feel like they're being heard and they feel like they're more than just a number. Exactly. So the the thing that actually works, so there's two, there's probably two or three parts to that, um, that question. So basically uh, one is the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, one is how easy it is for them to achieve. And then the other one is the experience that they have along the way. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so for example, um, you can give support at different levels. If you're just starting out or a coach or an expert or something like that, you might want to hold the client's hand through the whole process and, you know, make sure that they get, uh, you know, everything that they could possibly need along the way, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you've been doing it for a while, maybe you've worked with 10 or 20 clients or something like that, or maybe 50 you're going to notice that there's patterns, okay? Oh, they need this next. That's the thing they need next. That's the thing they need next or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't build the program beforehand, okay? Oh, get the outcome. Interesting. Yeah, sell the outcome and then help your clients get it on the front end. Now, we've I've worked with heaps of coaches on this and literally the sell it before you build thing. I was talking about the kids. You do that with the adults, okay? So what you do there is you're like, hey, look, this is the outcome. Can you get the outcome for that client? Yes, we can. Cool. Let's get them the outcome and, you know, do a lot of one-on-one in the beginning, make that work, right, get right, them the, right. give them the experience. What you'll notice, though, is you'll create a system that's going to make that easier. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, get them onboarded, follow this first couple of steps, get on a call to give, you know, one maybe a one-on-one call to do this, join the group group training where we're all working on this particular thing, whatever it might be. Now, this is where you can go from one to many pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But you want to make sure that if they're not getting one-on-one time with you, that there's some sort of community that they're plugged into where everyone's achieving the same stuff together. Mm -hmm. So, for for example, um, in Youth in Business, we actually have challenges every month. So we'll do the first one um, where we teach them how to sell it before. It's called the $20 challenge. So you literally start with $20. How much money can you make in the first month? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we make it a competition. And then at the end, everyone shows their numbers. We pull apart the learnings, blah, blah, blah. Then we'll have another challenge, you know, the next month that might be something like, you know, go interview famous famous people or go talk to business. How many different business owners can you talk to or whatever? And we have a like a competition that they do every single month. I like and that. And they yeah. they they're, they're all part of the journey together. And then we'll do like, live weekly training or something like that where they're all on together and we can talk about it as a group and so on. And that would be like a group training thing. Totally. Right? Yeah, I hear you. I'm following you on that. So you don't have to do the one-on-one thing so much there because yeah. they're they're part of the community. They're all moving through the same process, you know, but they have the support along the way. Whereas something like YouTube ads, depending on the level, what level they want to work with, you do the same thing. So every week, uh, Marcus and I, the business partner in that, is we'll be live once a week helping anyone with anything, answering any questions or whatever it might be. We have some set training that they're working through. Um, but everyone at that point is at different levels. So in that program, what we'd do is we'd have, hey, we want different levels. You come on weekly. You're still part of the tribe and the community and all that stuff. But we actually have like set accountability calls. Like here's the process. You need to do these couple of things. Jump on here. We'll help you with this one-on-one. Do the next couple of things, jump on. So so then there's a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not doing everything for them the whole way. Right? Yeah. So 
Well, I mean, yeah. you're really talking about two different kinds of clients too, with both of those those opportunities to work with you. And that's just two of your businesses. So I totally get that. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and again, everyone thinks like, oh no, if I go to like one to many training or like group coaching or whatever, um, you know, the clients aren't going to get as good a result. And I think that's probably a, a pride thing for a lot of uh, coaches and things yeah, out there. Yeah, I agree that, with you. Yeah. You know, if they're, if they're part of a group and you're making it fun and they're rocking up, they'll actually enjoy that a whole bunch more mm-hmm. than having to talk to you and be accountable and, you know, my dog ate my homework arguments and questions and whatever every time they get on a coaching call, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. and people are, people are often motivated and inspired in different ways. And that's the power of being in the room with other people that are dealing with the same problems that you are. They might be at slightly different points in their business, but they're all kind of on the journey together to your point. And yeah, so there's exactly. a feeling that, look, I'm not by myself in this. There's nothing wrong with me. There are other people that are struggling with this as well. But there's also kind of this we're in it together mentality, too, which I think, you know, motivates and inspires people to often hit another gear. Yeah. And I think people really love like seeing what people have done before them. So, like, yeah. oh, man, that that person's climbed that mountain or that person's got that result. Yeah. Or I, can, yeah. I can do that, too. And it's that whole, you know, um, you know, minute mile kind of mentality of like, hey, look, that person can do it. You know, I can get behind that and make that happen. Yeah, we see that a lot on all the retreats that we do is that we have a lot of people come back that have been on retreat with us before. And so they're the first to say to somebody new, hey, look, I've been where you are. And let me just tell you what I did when I was in that situation or whatever. And, And that goes much further than anything I could say as the leader, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it really so. helps. So just real quick, I'm wondering if there have been any like, and I'm sure there have with your experience, in either situation, I'm sure you've had your share of challenges that you've dealt with as a business owner and a business leader or a facilitator, whatever role you were playing at the time. And I'm wondering if there are any you'd be willing to share with my audience. Yeah, sure. So um, like I was just telling before, like like we lost a well over a million dollars during COVID in a business yeah, yeah. there. Uh, that that was pretty stressful. Um, what else? And what else have we done? So you know, just getting started. Um, we've we've had a I've had like different business partners over the years or different businesses that I've started that just have not worked and ended badly. Um, so just dealing with partners. That's there's a whole level of stuff I could talk about dealing with partners. Totally. So I've had, yeah. So at the moment, I've got two really good business partners and my wife. You know, in business, working with your wife in business, a whole other level as well. And separating marriage from business and stuff, um, but I think what and I've had things that haven't gone so well, like a business breakups and you know all sorts of different things. I've never ended up in court over it, thank goodness. Um, but I've had you know all the usual thing: people steal from you, or they'll uh, you know try and take your business, and they'll try and do things, and people sue you, like uh, not so much clients, but like, you know, other people in the industry and all sorts of like just really dumb stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. um, Yeah, people who you thought were your friends just turn out not to be once they start making money, all this sort of stuff. Like I've dealt with it. I haven't dealt with it all, but, you know, I've had lots of different things go. And I think as a business owner, it's kind of the price of admission uh, to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, so you've you've kind of got to. You kind of got to go through it. And if you go and find any successful business owner that's been doing it for like, had run multiple businesses for probably been in business more than 15 or 20 years, that and you actually have a real conversation with them, they'll be able to tell you like, hey, man, I've literally like walked through glass, you know, 
<laughs> walked on fire to get where I am today. And um, so I guess, yeah, look, it has been ups and downs. I've, I've had some really cool, exciting stuff happen too. But I, I think like many things, I've had many things go wrong. Um, you know, all the way down to like running events and having, like we literally did one in London and that was when everyone glued themselves to the streets and we had 800 people one day and the day we closed we had like 50 people or something. Um, I've had like, I've had, I was just talking about events, I had events as COVID hit and we had rooms all booked and things. Yeah, all absolutely. Had, like a lot of us we had, did. We had trips booked um, in different places around the world that just went out the window, you know? Oh man. We had like, I think at the time we had, because we were taking some of the kids and the kids business stuff to China just on COVID. There's a good talk about COVID dramas forever, but oh, wow. we had, we had 80 people booked to go to China that we all paid for, that we'd done everything as part of our like group and the whole deal. And, um, yeah, it all just got cancelled, no refunds, no anything, you know, like it just all sorts of business drama, like that's 100% out of your control. Uh, right. And there's and, always going to be those things that are out of your control. And um, you just you just have to figure it out and pivot and move and adjust, right? So, um, yeah, so like lots of different things, I guess, over the years have, have been stressful. Um, I had like, oh, you know, I had one one business partner. We built a really successful business, and he was like, "Hey, man, I just want to sell up and get out." And I was like, "Why do we want to sell? We just built this thing. It's freaking amazing." And yeah, I had to kill the whole thing because he wanted to sell up and go traveling around the world or whatever. Yeah. You know? So like, you know, just things like that, which you know you don't see coming, and then you're like, "Oh, well, what do we do now?" You know. Um, so yeah, so I've had lots of different things happen. Um, I think. You know, like while I suck at the time, looking back on them, they're probably the best things that happened to me because you're able to like learn from them and grow. Like um, my wife and I do this thing, this sort of in the beginning part of businesses, it's called a never, ever, um, never, ever again dinner. Oh, okay. And <laughs> I like it's, that. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. So like if something really bad happens, like, hey, business partner wants to sell everything and go traveling. How do we make sure that never, ever happens again? <laughs> right. So um, I love it. And, and we'll go out to dinner and we've got like a book that we write it all in, you know, um, you know, like COVID, you take all these people to China. How do we make sure that never, ever happens to us again? And we'll write it all down and this is what would happen if that happened and blah, blah, blah. And that's been, that's been amazing because even though you are going to have these crap things happen to you, if you can actually like be conscious that it's happened to you and it's your fault, how do you make sure it never, ever happens again? Yeah. Um, it, and it's what you're going to learn from it. You know, I think we focus on what's gone wrong versus what's the opportunity. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Yeah. And look, if, if you're doing it over dinner and you're eating a bunch of bad food and having a laugh about it, it's, it's a way easier way to process it than like, yeah. oh, it's the end of the universe and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so. absolutely. So what are some of your biggest wins then? I'm sure you got lots of those too. Uh, biggest wins? Honestly, probably my biggest win is is got to be the family. Um, like that's that's my biggest win. Like you know, been married for oh man, um, nearly twenty years, and you know, I've got four four kids, and they're all doing pretty good. So um, I think that's probably my biggest win. Um, other than that, probably my health, which I don't look after as well as I should. That's that's probably a huge win. Um, other than that, like. Like business wins, I think. I think like enjoying what you do, yeah, is probably the biggest. We're like, hey man, I actually like what I do today. And in business, that doesn't happen every day. You might wake up for a week, 
or a month and like hate life and you need to figure out what needs to change. Or just feel like you can't get out of your own way or why did this all this stuff keep happening? You know, it's like we've all had weeks where we're just like, what am I doing? You know, it's yeah. like maybe this isn't going to work, right? Yeah, and then you'll be sitting there going, um, how do I get out of this? And you might have, and you as the business owner have created the problem, right? So you need to figure it out. Right, and, right. And, and I think that's where things like never, ever again dinners are really good because you can go out and go, hey, look, how do we, how do I not be here? How do I figure this out or whatever it needs to be to fix that? And, um, yeah, so, I mean, like, for me, the problem, big win there is is literally, like, being able to enjoy what I do. And yeah. and as business owners, we all crave freedom. Like, that's the big thing, right? Like, we all yeah, get freedom business. and flexibility is what I like to say, right? Yeah, freedom and flexibility. Like, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it with who I want to do it with and all the rest of that, right? So, yeah. Um, and for me, like that's probably a, that's probably a big win. Like it didn't no, happen I love overnight. That. You know, on one hand, it's like I think when people ask you that, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to ask you that, but you know, when people ask you that, I think they're expecting you to talk about a particular person or a particular client or a particular, you know, numbers or dollar sign type win. But from what but what you just revealed is exactly why, as entrepreneurs, we want to do our business because we want to be aligned with our purpose, but we also want to have the life that we want. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can throw around all the number things and the status things and and whatever. Uh, I think they're kind of cool when you're just coming up. But you know, I've literally been blessed enough to help lots of different people grow their business. You know, multiple seven figures for for business owners and and kids. We even had kids do seven figures. You know, so like, yeah. You, you know, for me, I've I've been blessed to help a lot of people grow and scale, and and I've done that as well. But like, it's it it gets to a point where it's not so much about that anymore. Like, yeah. When we start, when we started, my wife and I started youth in business. We were like, well, we've been pretty blessed. Like. Like, what do we do now that's going to make an impact, you know? And and that's where, like, youth in business was really started because we're like, hey, look, I think it's really sad that kids don't learn business skills and they're going to have to go through all the crap we went through. Then my wife came from a single-parent family. I grew up on a farm. Starting a business was not in any of that. Yeah, so we had I to figure it, figure it out all the hard way. And we're like, look, if we were to, if we were to leave an impact, we were to help people, what would that look like and make money at the same time? And... And yeah, so I mean, that's, you know, that that's probably my biggest wins is, is getting. No, to I love it. I think, I think that's profound, but yet simple at the same time. Right. No, oh, cool. Thank you. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that, they're probably some of my big wins. No, I, I love that you, that you're, you know, that you, you've sort of got this dual message here. It's like you work with businesses, but you're also empowering kids and and, you know, I've taught, I teach at a women's college here in North Carolina where I live for the last 25 years. I'm just what's called an adjunct professor. But for me, that's like my role in helping the next generation, right? Because I wouldn't be where I am today without my education. So it's, I think we have to think about what really drives us and what's important to us and how we want to make a difference and how we want people to talk about us. What's our legacy? And that's what I'm hearing you say too. Yeah, I think so. Um it's more like I like I've been blessed enough to have like people help help me up a little along yeah, the way, right? And same. and mm-hmm. and I, no one well, not that I've been there, there may be some people, but most people I speak to that have done well in business have had some sort of helping hand or or mentor yeah. or they've paid for some training. I've done a course on something, you know, no one that I know of has been able to figure it out hundred percent by themselves, right? So yeah. 
Um, so for me, well, we like, don't I mean, get like to a, where we are on our own. You know, we it takes a village, whether it's hiring a coach or being in a mastermind or just having people give you an opportunity. That's what it's all about. Yeah, agreed. Um, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, like, le- leaving your legacy is one thing, but it, it does get to a point like, like for example, if I said like any of the listeners that are listening, like if you if you had enough money to do with what you wanted to do. Yeah, you'd probably go sit on a beach for a week or something. But if you're entrepreneurial, you get bored pretty quick. Yeah. You know, and you'd be like, well, what can I do next? And, you know, that's when it becomes more about meaning than it does about money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So before we wrap up, um, I would love for you to offer, and there's just so many golden nuggets of what you've shared that I know my audience will appreciate, but I'm wondering if you could like offer up Two or three actionable tips, bite-sized success tips, success strategies. I mean, you talked about, like we talked about finding balance, you know, and all of that. But I'm just, I'm wondering what else you could offer before we wrap up. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I think, you know, obviously the Never Ever Again, you know, that's not yeah, you know, I love something that. I talk I think I'm going to steal that I, from you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not that's not something I usually talk about on podcasts, but um, I think that's something that's really quite actionable. If you're not liking where you are or you want to do multiple things or whatever, the other thing is to realize you have a team, like just hire that first couple of people to make that work. Um, look, if you wanted to do um, in terms of actionable tips, if you think, hey, look, I'd you know, love to learn YouTube ads. We have a whole bunch of free training and stuff that you can go check out at titanmarketer.com. If you want to learn any youth and business stuff, same thing. We, we give away a whole bunch of stuff like free training ideas to get kids going. Um, so you can check that out at youthinbusiness.com. But um, actionable tips, I guess, you know, I think we, we said it something really cool before Alison where it's like, you know, everyone needs a village to help them grow, yeah. to grow or get or get to that next step. You go find someone that's already been or done the thing yeah. that you want to do and go ask them how to do it, whether it's YouTube ads to kids' business to fitness, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, go go find that person, put your hand up and you'd be quite surprised that people will reach down and, and help you up. So Yeah. And I think I fundamentally think that successful entrepreneurs want to help other people. You know, it's it's more than just about, you know, adding to the client list. It's about, you know, how much how much more can we do to help, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. Where can so, people sorry. find you? Yeah, so you can find us, uh, find me particularly, uh, LinkedIn's probably best. Uh, now, my name's Ben Jones, so it's super hard to find me just on Google because there's like one trillion Ben Joneses out you there. You think? It's like Smith uh, yeah. in the United States. is a very popular last name. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But if you go onto LinkedIn and just type in Ben Jones in YouTube or Ben Jones in Youth in Business, uh, so, you know, either of those two things, I'm going to come up wherever you search. Uh, but realistically, if you want to learn about YouTube ads, you're thinking, hey, look, I need something maybe different than Facebook, want to grow on scale with something different. Go check out titanmarketer.com. Um, that's Titan Marketer with an Titan ER. Titan Marketing, Titan Ma- right? No, nah, Titan Marketer, ER. So oh, Titan, Titan Marketer. Marketer. Okay. Yep. Common mis- mistake. So titanmarketer.com. And then the other one is youth in business. If you're thinking, hey, look, I love like what you're talking about with kids and you know, I think kids are getting powered in business, go check out youthinbusiness.com. So there's going to be free resources on both of those um, that, that's going to get you like free video training, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, to get you guys started so yeah hopefully we've been we've been able to help you in some way so no I love that this has been great so I really appreciate you making time uh, to talk with me I know you're you probably get a million opportunities to be on shows I just appreciate you making time to talk to me today oh cool no thank you Allison and I appreciate you having me on and um, honestly hopefully we were just able to help 
as many people as we can and, um, you know, in their life and slash business. Yeah, that's what it's all about. So folks out there listening, if you want to connect with Ben, you can find his links in the show notes below. You can learn about his youth and business idea, which I think is brilliant. Um, And if you're like me, I started working when I was 10 years old. So I'm always about like empowering kids to be able to make their own money and to start, you know, with what they want their life to look like. Or you can check him out at titanmarketer.com and you'll find all of those links in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in, for all of your support, for helping us share our message. If you have a business friend or colleague that you think would benefit from hearing this chat, please make a copy of the link and send it to them, or you're welcome to connect with me on my site at www.theallisonk.com. And myself or someone on my team will be glad to take care of that for you. If you are in the business of client experiences and you would like us to showcase what you do and be able to talk about your story and how you're able to impact lives, please reach out to me, connect with me again on my site. Again, that's www.theallisonk.com and we can start the booking process for you. Thank you for all of your support, for helping us share our message and be able to hurt all over the world. We're going on four years and strong now with our podcast message and I couldn't do it without you. So that's what I got for you this week on the show. We will talk to you on the next episode. 